Welcome to episode 53 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast and today we're joined by future superstar of Australian women's cricket, Phoebe Litchfield. At just 17 years of age, Phoebe has already achieved a great deal in her short career. Taking the WBBL by storm last season after making her debut as a 16-year-old and creating a lot of excitement with her superb batting performances, scoring 52 not out in just her second game. We chat all about her debut WBBL season, rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest names in Australian and international cricket, juggling school and professional sport, and much more. She's got an extremely bright future, and not only is she a very exciting talent, but also a fantastic fantastic young person which you'll learn very quickly as we get into the interview we thoroughly enjoyed this one and we hope you do as well just before we do get into it i'd like to extend a big thank you to our good friends at kremlin clothing for their ongoing support of us make sure you go check them out on instagram at kremlin or use the link in our bio get on their website and get yourself some new clothes use the code benm10 for a 10 percent discount so make sure you go and do that and let's get into it Phoebe, welcome to the Chewy On Your Boot podcast. Thanks for joining us today. All good. Thanks for having me. Just a simple one to begin with. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? You're off a farm in country New South Wales, I understand. Yeah, I am. So, grown up in Orange all my life. Um, we started in town but moved, moved out on a farm, um, yeah, which has been good and lived there ever since. And take us into what got you into cricket and some of your first memories as it, for a love of the game, what inspired you? Yeah, it was sort of my um, brother and my dad played cricket a lot and it was sort of, I was just there and I'd watch them play cricket. Um, they were training pretty hard, so I'd just have a hit every so often because I wanted to try it and then um, found out that I had a few skills, so I kept on playing and then... Um, yeah, one thing led to another and then I started in, a, started in a boys team and then went through the ranks there and then joined my first cricket team or girls cricket team when I was about 15, so yeah. And cricket isn't the only sport that you've excelled in. Hockey also, you've played for New South Wales, I believe. Was sport always just a part of your family and a part of your childhood? Yeah, definitely. I've loved all the sports. Um, I always think if I could choose two other sports, I don't know how different it would be. So, I, yeah, I love every sport. Um, but, yeah, hockey and cricket were my main two. And how long after getting into cricket did it take you to discover that it was something that you could really excel in? And was there a particular defining moment that fueled your ambitions? Um, yeah, it was quite strange. I didn't really know that cricket was an opportunity um, sort of career-wise until about, um, yeah, probably 15, 16. So... Yeah, two years ago. Um, well, yeah, and so it's crazy how much the game's grown and how many opportunities there are for women's cricket these days. And um, yeah, it's pretty spectacular that I can sort of have a career as um, being well, what I like to do, which is cricket. Can you take us through your progression through the ranks? You played un- at underage level and still do for New South Wales country, but it, did it all happen pretty quickly for you? Yeah, like really quickly. It's crazy how much it's just excelled. Um, I yeah was playing for the ACT country f- under 15s and then um, and that was only probably 24 months ago. So it's, yeah, it's flown really quickly. Um, and yeah, the, it's just a credit to the pathways and the programs that are going on this, these days that I'm allowed to, yeah, one day play in an under 15s tournament and then the next... Um, yeah, be contracted for Thunder, which is pretty exciting. 
and you've alluded to your first national championships. Do you remember that week, I suppose, and were there a lot of nerves going into that, I suppose, higher level of competition for the first time? Yeah, definitely. Um, that was the sort of first big tournament and it was great to get there with the girls. Um, it's much different to boys cricket, but it was, yeah, it was so much fun. And I understand you made your first grade debut for the Penrith Cricket Club towards the end of 2017. What was that experience like and how big of a step up was it compared to what you had been playing? Um, it was, I don't want to sound, but it was probably a step down to be honest because I was playing men's back home and it's a, it's a different game and it's, yeah, it's a lot faster, but I found that coming to women's cricket, it's, it's a whole different game. It's so much more like accurate and there's different balls and it's sort of, it's a different game. So to be honest, it was, it was a big challenge um, to sort of make the change from girls to boys cricket, sorry, boys to girls cricket. Um, and I found that when I made my debut, I was playing the likes of, um, I think Sarah Quote was on that team, um, Naomi Stalenberg, and I was just looking up to them. So it was a pretty cool experience. And then jumping ahead to 2019, you played your first, you made your debut in the Women's National Cricket League for the Breakers. It must have been a pretty exciting day for you. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I remember my Breakers debut was down in Adelaide and it was, yeah, one of the most exciting days, although it rained, but it was, we got some cricket in and it was really fun. So, and then the Thunder debut was, yeah, one of my highlights so far. And how did you face the prospect of not only playing with, but against some, I suppose, a lot older and more experienced players? Yeah. um, Yeah, I still don't believe it to this day that I think the first night where I debuted for Thunder, I was standing at the non-strikers end, batting with Alex Blackwell and Alyssa Healy, Lise Perry, Ash Gardner and Aaron Burns were all in a huddle. And I was just like, whoa, this is cool. So that was sort of the moment where I was like, wow, um, yeah, this is pretty cool. And you mentioned the WBBL, obviously, joining the Thunder. First of all, can you just describe your feelings after finding out that you were going to be part of the Sydney Thunder squad? And how much of a thrill did you get get out of being around some big-name, proven international cricketers for the first time, as you just mentioned in Alex Blackwell? Mm, It was very exhilarating, to be honest. Like, I got the call or the call up and um, couldn't really believe them, to be honest, because I thought I was still a season or two off um, making it in there and I think I told a few few things that sorry a few people that I was planning just to run drinks and be around the squad but to debut in the first game was um, yeah quite a surprise and I guess it's yeah shaped the, the cricket game I played today it's it's yeah been really beneficial yeah so you didn't have too high expectations going to that season no not at all um yeah, I was, I was sort of just grateful to be on the side, um, at least not on the playing field. So it was, yeah, it was a, yeah, definitely had low expectations um, to what the season turned out to be, which was really fun. Just want to take this opportunity to remind you about our sponsor, Kerber Cricket. You can head to their Instagram or online store for all your cricketing needs and some great deals. You obviously attracted a lot of attention being so young, and performing so well last year. How surreal was that first initial period? And you seem to just have embraced it. Was that something that you felt within yourself? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just come so quickly. And I I guess I just ran with the ran with it. Um, yeah, everything sort of came 
and I just sort of dealt with it. I, I didn't think too much into it, um, which was probably a good thing. Um, this year, I'm a bit more nervous and I'm like, wow, I'm actually here. Um, better make the most of it. So I think last year was definitely just an excitement and, um, yeah, just I don't know how to put it, but it was just so exciting that everything just happened and things kept coming my way and I was just like, yeah, sure. Um, it was pretty crazy. I just don't know how it all happened, to be honest. And you must have taken a lot of confidence out of your early performances, making solid solid contributions with the bat and matching it with the best of the best, well and truly proving you up to the level. Yeah, it was. I was lucky enough to score some runs. Um, some days you get caught, some days you get dropped. And, yeah, I remember I got dropped, I think, maybe third ball when I got the 50. So if that goes ahead, it doesn't happen. And my whole um, first year would probably go downhill, to be honest. But I guess... I was just lucky enough to score some runs and um, put my name out there and then got to play the whole season, which was really fun. And as we alluded to before, you became the real feel-good story of the WBBL last year. How did you deal with that extra attention both nationally and within your hometown and school? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I had little year sevens coming up to me and going, are you feeling this, Phil? Like, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty fun and... Um, I guess the added pressure was a bit alarming because I've never felt it before. Um, and I definitely felt that pressure. But um, as I said before, I think it was my first year, so I just ran with it. Um, and I didn't think too much into it because, yeah, I was just playing cricket. That's, that's it in the, in the end of the day. So, yeah. And you had a bit of a funny interaction with the camera in the dugout during a game. Do you remember <laughs> that? And if so, can you take us into what was going on there? Yeah, it was so bad. So... The, the cricket game was happening, so I knew that the camera wouldn't be on me. And I was just like, I was chatting to my friend. And she didn't get on camera, which was so unfair. We were both doing it, but they just zoomed up on me. And, yeah, I was like, imagine if next time, because when, when the video was on me, I was just, like, acting normal. Um, but then when it stopped, I was like, imagine if next time we just stared down the barrel of the gun next time the camera came on us. And I was just, like, imitating that. And then, yeah, obviously they they video everything and they just had it saved. And then they, I saw myself on the big screen. I was just like, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. And it was also well documented last year that you're having to juggle your studies with your cricket. How did this all work? And did you find time to do your schoolwork along with all the cricket you were playing? Uh, yeah. See, I was only in year 10, so it's not, not crazily um, busy, but I did find some pressure. There was there's a stage where I had exams. So I went back and did them and they were really lenient with that, which was great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes, but I'm sure in the next few years, it'll be tougher when I'm doing my HSC and stuff like that. And you mentioned that obviously you're in year 11 this year and we're quickly approaching year 12. How do you think you will manage the busier side of things? And is it, I suppose, that healthy balance of cricket and your schoolwork really important to you? You want to do your studies just as much as you want to excel in cricket? Yeah, definitely. I think it's really important to have something outside cricket to fall back on. Um, and I want to do my school schooling to the best of my ability. So hopefully I can get that done um, with cricket and cricket are great. They're really supportive and school is too. I just, it's up to me to catch up pretty much. What are, what's it going to look like this year? I understand that the WBBL is using a hub format. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I know of. I'm just going into a hub for however long the um, tournament goes and probably do online school. Um, 
because I can't leave the hub. So yeah, it'll be it'll be so much fun. I can't wait. But um, yeah, just jam packed into a small amount of time and lots of cricket, which will be good. And as we mentioned, the WBBL season's fast approaching. Have you started your preparation yet? And how are the Thunder shaping up this year? Yeah, so um, just been training with New South Wales at the moment because um, it's probably, if we split into two groups, there's, there's actually not many people with all the internationals and Australian players away. Um, so we've been training as a whole squad sort of as New South Wales and then um, we'll split into Sixers and Thunder um, soon and then start our BBL preparation. But we've been preparing for BBL for a while now. So, yeah. And earlier this year, you were part of the Bushfire Elite game. I imagine this would have been a pretty incredible experience. And how did it come about? Was it Did you just receive an email one day asking if you wanted to play? Or how does that come about? Yeah, it, it was crazy. Alex Buckwell actually texted me and she was like, um, do you want to be in this? And I was like, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it's any person's dream as a cricketer to be not even like standing next to them, but also playing with all those stars. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I can't believe it happened, to be honest. It, it went so quickly. It was crazy. And you batted with none other than Ricky Ponting. How was that? Obviously, one of the greatest cricketers of all time. How did you manage a few fist bumps there in the middle between overs? Yeah, he was like, keep going. And I'm like, yep, I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, it's just like a normal person. That's the funny thing though. Like you, you're so nervous to meet them, but at the end of the day, they're normal people and they're just so nice. Um, and yeah, they're truly amazing cricketers. So it was a, it was a privilege to share the field with them. And how have you seen the growth of women's cricket, particularly in Australia the last few years, it's becoming increasingly popular, more and more young women getting involved and seems to be going from strength, strength to strength every summer just must be a really exciting time for everyone involved. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and it's just going to keep growing, which is great. I think the participation levels for women's cricket, cr women's cricket has just gone through the roof. So um, even in Orange, we've got little under 13 academy just in Orange, which is great. So the um, yeah numbers have definitely increased and the level of cricket is just improving each, each year. Um, and it's really exciting to see the brand of cricket that we're making and um, to see how far it goes, which is nice. And obviously that... Someone of your age or our age, I suppose, your heroes would have been people like Perry and Alyssa Healy. Do you see yourself as someone who can be inspiring to young girls coming up in the future years? Yeah, I guess, but I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. I've, I've been looking up to those people and to think I'd be one of those people is pretty crazy. So, um, But I definitely try to be a good role model for younger players starting out at cricket because um, they, yeah, they can see that it's possible. Like, I'm only... 17 so it's it's really exciting to for what people can achieve these days and um i'm happy to be a role model for little kids especially country kids that can just yeah the opportunities are there these days and just to finish off what does the future hold for you what kind of goals and aspirations do you have not just for your cricketing career but in your life yeah obviously the end goal is australia but um I think short terms just to get a few good seasons with WBBL and the 50 over format and um, try to put my name up for selection. But um, yeah, not, not, not hoping for too much, but um, just to keep playing cricket because that's what I love to do. Well, Phoebe, that's all we've got for you. Congratulations for all you've achieved so far and 
good luck for the future. We can't wait to see what it holds for you and hopefully see you running around in the green and gold one day. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. That wraps us up for another episode of the Chewy on Your Boot podcast. Thank you very much to Phoebe for coming on. We really enjoyed it and we hope you did as well. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for some more episodes.